The following is based on an excerpt from the novelette, The Christmas Tree Lot, available in the book, The Christmas Tree Lot and Other Holiday Tales from the Little Church Stories, now available at www.lulu.com slash spotlight slash d-e-b-o-c-h. The Boyers Buy a Tree by Douglas J. Ebach. In the town of Normal, Pennsylvania, there's a little church at the corner of Wilson and Elm. This year, the church decided to start a Christmas tree lot to raise money. Ralph Billings was in charge of running the lot, and Henrietta Miggins was in charge of recruiting volunteers. So far, Henrietta's recruitment efforts had been quite successful. When the lot officially opened for business on the Sunday afternoon after Thanksgiving, she had Ralph, Pastor O'Donnell, Walter Tibble, Thad Wheeling, and Missy Moore scheduled to work. The Walter didn't show up, sending word that his back was hurting, and he thought he'd better go home and lay down. Missy arrived wearing jingle bell earrings and a sweater featuring a picture of a reindeer with a jingle bell sewn to its nose. I love Christmas, she announced as she jingled up to the card table that served as the lot space of operations. Apparently, O'Donnell mumbled. I brought Christmas music, Missy continued, her bells tinkling merrily as she set a small boom box on the table, and Christmas cookies. She opened a tin full of brightly decorated sugar cookies. O'Donnell decided Missy's Christmas mania definitely had its benefits as he helped himself to a tree-shaped cookie. And then he took a bite. It seemed what he had thought was a sugar cookie was actually made of granite with cement frosting. He managed to chew and swallow that first bite, but feared it might have cost him a visit to the dentist the next day. While Missy went to find an extension cord for her boombox, O'Donnell ditched the cookie in some bushes. He noticed the other volunteers were finding similar hiding places for their cookies as well. When Missy returned, they all complimented her on her baking skills. She put on her first CD. It was an album of 15 different versions of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Isn't that clever? Missy asked as a Calypso version played? Who would have thought that song could be done in so many different ways? Certainly not Pastor O'Donnell. Ralph declared the lot open for business at noon. Their first customers were the Boyer family, Kevin, Jill, and their daughters Mary, age four, and Susie, age two. Jill was hosting the women's group Christmas party this year. It was a big responsibility, so she determined to get everything done as early as possible for the holiday season. Her plan included getting her tree as soon as she could. Unfortunately, the members of the Boyer family all had different criteria when evaluating the trees. Jill wanted a perfectly formed tree. Mary and Susie wanted the biggest tree on the lot, so Santa could fit lots of presents under it. Kevin just didn't want to spend a bunch of money on something they'd throw away in a month. It turned out to be quite difficult to find a tree that fulfilled all of those requirements. The trees were arranged in rows, organized by height and type. Mary and Susie immediately ran to the back row where the eight-foot Nova trees were kept. Those won't fit in our living room, Kevin called as he moved to the four and five foot Douglas firs. I think the nobles are prettier, Jill said, heading toward the other side of the lot. But they're more expensive, Kevin replied. Let's see if we can find a Douglas that you like first. Ralph and Thad were in back, making fresh cuts to the bottoms of trees waiting to be mounted in stands, while Missy filled the stands of the trees already on display with a hose. That left Pastor O'Donnell to assist the customers. Do you have any questions? he asked Kevin. Not yet, Kevin replied. I have a feeling this might take a while. Just let me know if there's anything I can do, O'Donnell said and returned to the card table. Jill had Kevin bring likely candidates out into the aisle so she could observe them from every angle. Whenever she seemed to be fixating on a particularly expensive tree, he would note that it appeared to be leaning one way or another and urge her to keep looking. The girls pouted whenever the adults considered anything that was less than seven feet. After about 45 minutes, Jill had found a tree she thought was just about perfect. It was a more expensive noble fir, but Kevin was pleased it was only five feet tall. The girls wailed and cried, but Kevin assured them Santa would figure out a way to stuff plenty of presents under it. Jill had Kevin turn the tree this way and that as she did a final inspection to make sure that there were no holes or bent branches. 
Mary sat on the ground pouting and debating whether a bicycle would fit under the tree if Santa laid it on its side. Then she noticed something moving on one of the branches. She jumped to her feet and yelled, Spider! Where? Kevin screamed in a high-pitched voice. He leapt back, releasing his grip on the tree. It fell backwards, striking the row of trees behind it. One by one, they tipped over like dominoes. One of them bumped Missy, causing her to stumble and lose control of the hose. The icy stream of water arced into the air and hit O'Donnell on the back of the head. O'Donnell's screams were even higher pitched than Kevin's as the water ran down the back of his shirt. Missy stepped on the spider, thereby completely destroying any remaining semblance of Kevin's manliness. He picked the tree back up and apologized for the mess. No problem, Missy said brightly, and proceeded to write the other fallen trees. Oh no, Jill whispered to her husband. When you dropped the tree, the branches on that side kind of got crushed. We better find another one. Kevin moaned. Thirty minutes later, Jill had settled on a new tree. It was seven feet tall, which pleased the girls. By that time, Kevin would have happily paid $100 for a potted begonia. Since O'Donnell was still inside drawing off, Ralph made the transaction. He offered to put a fresh cut on the tree, but Kevin just wanted to pay and get out of there. Ralph happily entered the sale on the brand new ledger he had bought for the lot. For the next several hours, that was the only entry in that lovely ledger. Don't worry, Missy Moore said, wiping her brow. The day was turning out to be a little warm for a reindeer sweater. I'm sure sales will pick up as Christmas gets closer. O'Donnell hoped she was right, though he wasn't sure he would live to find out. The last version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on Missy's album, a novelty take done with synthesized bird tweets, was making him a bit suicidal. Read what happens next at the Christmas Tree Lot in the book available on lulu.com.